Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Greetings once again to those of you who find time to listen to our podcast series every week. Jim Mitchell back with you again, and today we'll uh, we'll spend some time looking at a particular segment of clients and what the attorneys representing them might need to know uh, to best serve them. Our topic will be Medicaid and special needs planning in cases involving personal injury or medical malpractice. And not only am I looking forward to, to learning about the topic, as it's the first time we've covered it, it's also my pleasure to welcome a new contributor to the podcast for the first time. Here to join us is attorney Michael Roth. Michael is an associate with Lavelle Law. He's had a very interesting background in the legal profession, which we'll, we'll touch on a little bit later. But uh, for now, let me just say hello to attorney Michael Roth. Michael, I'm pleased you took the time to join us. Welcome to the podcast. Jim, thanks so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Looking forward to the conversation today, and as, as I looked over the notes, it seems that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to, be, we're going to direct our attention to a set of unique circumstances. Um, so when we talk about Medicaid and, and special needs planning, are, are we particularly dealing with cases that might involve uh, perhaps the elderly or low-income individuals? That's exactly it, Jim. We're, uh, uh, oftentimes I get calls from uh, personal injury Attorneys on the plaintiff side that represent folks that are that are injured or uh, or, or perhaps uh, there's a wrongful death action, um, but but again in this case we're dealing with folks who have been injured and are low income um, and want to either maintain their eligibility for Medicaid benefits the, these are uh, welfare benefits if you will um, or eventually qualify for these types of uh, uh, benefits. Okay. So, so before we get into some of the specifics, and, and I know there's a different number of different tactics we'll talk about, but uh, as an attorney for a, or a plaintiff, rather, uh, attorney for a plaintiff in these cases, then you might want to utilize sort of a different technical strategy in, in terms of how you pursue the case. Is that right? Um, absolutely. Well, actually, it's, uh, Jim, um, a little bit towards the end of it. So we're dealing with uh, um, a, uh, a firm that has represented a, cl- uh, a client, um, and uh, they're at the point of either settlement or uh, after trial a judgment. And uh, they're anticipating a, uh, uh, um, uh, some funds coming in uh, to the client's name. And uh, it's important for those injury attorneys, for those plaintiff's lawyers, to understand what benefits they may need in the future, depending mm-hmm. on age income, um, or what benefits they're currently receiving. Uh, you know, a lot of times you hear of uh, uh, um, uh, some plaintiff's firms, personal injury firms, that they may not have a, a handle on this stuff, and, and frankly, it, it can lead to malpractice if, if their client comes into a judgment or settlement and uh, renders them or disqualifies them uh, ineligible for uh, um, uh, uh, Medicaid benefits and other welfare mm-hmm. benefits. Um, so it's really important to have a handle on these things, and in the context of a firm like ours, uh, where we do have that, uh, that expertise. And we can help guide and navigate the attorney and the client in order to protect them. Well, let's talk about some of the terminology and some of the things that come up then. I heard you mention a couple of things. What specifically are we talking about when you mention entitlement benefits? Uh, Again, uh, um, we're we're working with uh, um, Medicare uh, Mm -hmm. or 
you might have heard the, the term SSDI, which is Social Security Disability Income. And um, uh, um, SSDI uh, is, is basically it's an insurance program uh, managed by Social Security. Uh, it's available, available to qualified workers with disabilities. Um, and uh, uh, those disabilities are, uh, are designated uh, under the uh, prescribed under the uh, SSA guidelines, uh, Social Security Administration guidelines, rather. Um, and, and basically, that's the number of credits that you've paid into the system throughout your life as a working person. Um, so they don't look at um, uh, resources, assets, income. Um, and that's when we'll talk a little bit about the distinction between Medicare and Medicaid. Um, uh, but Medicare, on the other hand, uh, is a federal health program um, that's run by most states, uh, including the state of Illinois, uh, for people who are 65 or older uh, and certain younger people with disabilities. So the exceptions for those folks are, are people with um, uh, end-stage renal disease, which is kidney failure, um, uh, there, and there's, you may have heard this as well, there, there, there's four types of programs under Medicare, from Medicare Part A, uh, which covers inpatient hospital stays, and Medicare Part B, with, uh, which is uh, certain doctor services, outpatient care, preventative services, and then Part C, which is uh, the Medicare Advantage Plan, um, which encompasses both A and B. And then your Part D covers prescription drugs. And again, that's a Social Security program um, with, for folks that are that are eligible um, through the amount of credits or quarters is another term that, that we sometimes use, another term of art, um, uh, and those people then can become eligible uh, for Medicare benefits and, and your SSDI. Those are your entitlement benefits. Okay. Now, did, is there a separate group of benefits or um, category that would, that would be known as needs-based benefits? Is that something different? Absolutely. Um, These benefits include uh, uh, Supplemental Security Income, or SSI, it's commonly referred to. And then again, this is also a federal, federally run program um, that provides um, monthly cash assistance to folks who are disabled and are blind and low income. Um, for these folks to qualify for SSI, uh, they must uh, be a, a certain age. Um, they must be disabled and have little to no in income or assets. So, for example, uh, an individual who's uh, um, disabled, who is looking to apply for SSI benefits, uh, can't have more than $2,000 in assets um, in their name, so not more than $2,000 in their bank account at the mm -hmm. end of each month. Um, but a household, so, for example, if you're married, it's $3,000, or if, you, if you're single and have a dependent, it's also $3,000. Um, the other thing, program that we're, we're focused on here today is, is Medicaid, um, which is also a, a federally, it's the counterpart to Medicare, and Medicaid is for mm -hmm. folks who are low income and disabled, um, and you have to qualify for these programs. Um, so your income and assets have to be below a certain level in order to be eligible for Medicaid, um, and that's why it's so, uh, so important to understand as a personal injury practitioner who your client is how this uh, uh, settlement or judgment, how these funds may impact those Medicaid benefits. So um, if I may, I could, I could give you a, a hypothetical, how something sure. like this yeah, may work. Here. Um, um, so, for example, um, uh, several years ago I received a call from uh, um, a personal injury attorney um, who, who uh, is a medical malpractice action against a hospital, and um, the, the child, uh, due to the, uh, um, the, the physician's um, negligence, um, uh, was profoundly disabled uh, during delivery. 
and this was this is a small child, and uh, they ended up the child uh, the they they were able to recover a, a five million dollar settlement on behalf of the child. And it's a baby. Mom and dad are, are low income, and and that child is going to need that five that five million dollars for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can imagine uh, the level of care the child is going to need, the level of support the the parents are going to need, the hospital visits, the stays. Um, that's why it's so important to maintain or preserve that child's eligibility for Medicaid so we can lengthen the, uh, that $5 million settlement, hopefully, for the rest of the child's life, um, which would lead us into a, certain, a few mechanisms to allow us to do that. One is, uh, and we'll, I guess we'll touch on a little bit later, is uh, uh, an OBRA, or Special Needs Trust. Um, yes, yeah, so that's a, a, a trust. Be a, yeah, that, that gets established after a, after a settlement has been granted. Is that the, is that the right approach? Uh, we'd want to get on front of it a little bit beforehand. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That's why the uh, the uh, personal injury or medical malpractice attorney would reach out to to Lavelle Law and to say, hey, we've got this coming around the corner here. Um, the individual is Medicaid eligible, or we want to preserve that Medicaid eligibility. Um, we'd like to do a and there's two types of of uh, special needs trusts or payback trusts. There's all kinds of different names they use. There's the first party type, which mm-hmm. is the person actually it's a it's um, uh, um, they actually had controlled or had ownership over that, over those assets or those funds. Um, and then the one we're concerned with here is the third-party special needs trust, where the beneficiary has no ownership over those funds. So things like an inheritance or a um, um, or a, uh, um, a judgment or settlement. So um, and that, that's what we're focused on here today. Um, so it's really important to get those things in place. Now there's three parties that can actually create. Um, an OBRA trust or a special needs payback trust, if you will. Um, and I will get in a little bit why it's called a payback trust. It's really interesting. Um, it, it, but at that point, um, we, we would create the trust. Um, there's uh, uh, either the guardian, legal guardian, a parent, or a court can, can enable us to establish this trust. And in most counties, especially in Cook County, there's, uh, uh, there's a lot of interaction between the, trial, the court that handled the settlement and then the, the probate court who will be uh, authorizing the um, establishing or creating of, of, an, of an overtrust. So those, there, there's a lot of overlap there. The judges all mm-hmm. sign off on that, um, and uh, uh, um, they have to approve not only the settlement, but then putting those funds into, uh, into this special kind of trust that will preserve uh, that, 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 that baby's uh, Medicaid benefits and, and in an effort to uh, increase quality of life um, not only for the child, but for, for mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, important. Uh, we're, we're visiting today for the first time with attorney Michael Roth. Michael joined Lavelle Law last year, spent much of his prior career working in elder law and in organizations that support disabled individuals, youth, and, and other special needs clients, and was actually recognized for his work with, with several key awards in recent years from groups such as the Center for Disability and Elder Law and John Marshall Law School. You can learn more about Michael's background and his, his practice at LavelleLaw.com. Um, Michael, we're, we're never going to get to all the things we want to talk about today, so I'm going to invite you back very soon. But with a couple minutes we have left, you, you mentioned a payback trust, um, and we just kind of touched on that. Um, is that similar to something I've seen here as well, which is a Medicaid spend-down? Is, is that a different uh, approach or a different tool? The spend now is actually a different approach. We'll talk about that in just one second. The payback trust, the reason why the, these OBRAs or, 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 if you will, the payback trusts or special needs trusts is because there's a provision in there. In, 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 in most trusts, um, you have beneficiaries. 
You know, so mom mm-hmm. and dad create a trust. They name they name kids as their beneficiaries. Who, uh, in an effort to avoid probate, um, upon mom and dad's death, uh, the 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 funds will. And of course, there's a very glib analysis of that. But uh, those funds will then go to the beneficiaries. In a, in a payback trust, you're literally paying back. So um, if the uh, primary beneficiary, the individual with a disability, passes, and there's still money left in the trust, um, there's still trust corpus left. That money would go to pay back Medicaid for the support Medicaid has, has given that child or that individual with a disability throughout their life, and hence a payback trust. Now, a Medicaid spend down is, is another mechanism that can be used um, in order to, uh, for, a fo- for an individual that's disabled on Medicaid or wants to um, qualify for Medicaid, and they receive a judgment of a, of a, of a nominal amounts, if you will. So I've had, uh, for example, I, I've had clients that, you know, they've been injured, um, and the injury can, can be quite extensive, but for whatever reason, the settlement, again, is very modest. Um, so, for example, uh, individuals 30 years old, they get a $40,000 net settlement after Medicare and Medicaid liens are paid. Um, creating that trust isn't the most efficient use of that money. That individual actually has an opportunity, or if they're either Medicaid eligible, want to remain on Medicaid, they can actually, and it's a term of art, spend down those funds within the same month they receive them. And it has to be within the same month they receive those funds. So they can spend those funds down on exempt assets. They are precluded from giving gifts to people, meaning they have to pay fair market value. Okay, Mm -hmm. so they can't give gifts to mom and dad or brother and sister or take folks out to dinner or they can spend it on um, one automobile of reasonable value, um, a home, believe it or not, um, one home, the primary residence, and there can be no other investment properties, Um, things like household goods, computers, uh, vocational training, educational support, um, accessibility to the home or to the automobile. they can't pay for services that have not been rendered yet, but they could pay for some future rent. They could pay for um, uh, things, legal fees, have, have mm-hmm. hiring an accountant, what, whatever they may need in order to, uh, um, to increase their quality of life. But again, it has to be for fair market value, and you can't give gifts. And it has to be spent within the same month you receive them, or you will be ineligible for Medicaid benefits until you can sh- prove at, some, at, at, at a point that those funds have been spent down to under $2,000, $2,000 or less within your bank account at the end of any given month. You also have to, that's why it's important to hire, to reach out to your personal injury attorney, to reach out to a practitioner like myself who knows these rules and can guide the clients um, to preserve those Medicaid benefits. Um, and also there has to be communication with, uh, within 10 days of receiving those funds to the local uh, Medicaid office or Department of Human Services. And we would handle well, all that. And in terms of reaching out, um, Michael Roth at LavelleLaw.com, M. Roth at Lavelle Law, and 847-705-7555. Certainly look forward to having uh, Michael join us again in the future and uh, invite all of you back for our weekly discussions as well. Thanks so much for being here. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.